Welcome to The Clean Slate with your hosts, Daniel Garza and Carson Phillips, providing you with movie news, reviews, and more. Sit back, relax, and don't forget to go to the concessions to get your popcorn and drinks. For your entertainment, this is The Clean Slate Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to 8th grade we're we're gonna we're taking you guys to school today. Today is eighth grade. You sit down in your favorite desk, sit next to the cutest girl you can find, um, and then pick your nose, and you're good to go. We're gonna learn about To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> this is the wow. first um, episode of our '60s series. This was what '62? Am I guessing correctly? Uh, yeah, 1962. What's up, everyone? Uh, there's always some delay when you start like talking after I start counting so I never know what you're saying until I'm editing because I'm just like oh that's wild yeah which is really funny so you have no idea what I just said nope because it's just I did a whole bit I just did an entire bit dude I know the last thing I took or the last thing I heard is so we're taking you back to 8th grade to kill a mockingbird yeah Yeah. no that's the whole bit you got it you got most of it okay cool um this is an amazing movie. I'm glad you picked this. I haven't seen okay, this in good. so long. I'm glad. So, guys, we were just talking about how we have three different formats of content that we are sharing now. We do. We have, we have the clean slate, which is kind of whatever we want it to be. We can pick whatever kind of movies, just so we don't get ca- caught in the rut of, you know, only doing basic movies that come out. Um, specifically for the fact of some movies in the beginning of the year are just slow. Like there's not really a lot of good movies that come out and, but then we created short slate, which I hope you guys are tuning into because those are more recent movies, but it's just our personal take on certain movies. And then we got our chit chats where Carson and I just kind of talk shop and, you know, kind of goof off a little bit. So guys, we are some news, make some jokes. Exactly. We are starting our brand new series after the For the Kids series, the Decades Mm -hmm. series that'll take us in for a couple of months. But we are starting in the 60s with John John Badham's To Kill a Mockingbird. (laughs) John John (laughs) Badham. Shut up. Anyway. So Uh, written by Harper Lee. The book was written by Harper Lee, directed by Robert Mulligan. Okay, so here is the logline. Atticus Finch, a widowed lawyer in a Depression-era Alabama, defends a black man against an undeserved rape charge and tries to educate his children against prejudice. Yeah. Um, I would say this is more than just a story about like racism, too, though. Yeah. Obviously, that's the logline, but I, there's much more to it than that, and I think there's a lot that you can get out of it, especially like rewatching it as an adult. But Yeah, so plot-wise, this is like... Well, you guys have probably all read this or seen this, right? I would assume. I hope most of us who are in the American school system have seen or read this. That's true. We do have some international listeners. So for those of you who aren't familiar, I'll just give you a little brief synopsis. But the book and the movie, they kind of follow the same plot. There is changes, but it's pretty much the same for the most part. And the idea is you have Atticus. uh, His kids call him Atticus which is kind of funny. And then you have his two kids, Jem and Scout, right? Yeah. And it's more or less like it starts out kind of like coming of age story, but then you start to get these life lessons from Atticus, who is honestly probably like one of the best 
humans ever. Like, uh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. He's a good person to emulate if you're going to emulate a fictional character. But it's him interacting with his kids, his kids getting into trouble, and kind of because their dad's a lawyer, they're exposed to – they kind of have to, are forced to grow up a little bit faster. They don't have a mom in the picture, and so they're not really sheltered from all the stuff that's going on in this small town, and they start to see some cracks in the foundation of reality, I guess, of Alabama. And so you see – well, one, you see the racism stuff, right? Yeah. You have uh, what's his name, Tom Robinson. His court case is going on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the backbone of the film at one point. Doesn't become the main focus t- till the end, really. And then there's also this character named Boo, who is mentally handicapped. Perhaps I don't know if it really says exactly um, what the deal is there. But the kids are kind of scared of him. They don't really know about him or see him. They just get like little items from him. Yeah. Every now and then, so there's that kind of mystery angle. And then even with, like, like you have Scout kind of learning about, like, there's people in Alabama that are much poorer than them, and their reality is very different than hers with Atticus and whatnot. So there's kind of, like, all these different social issues that are being explored as well as, like, childhood themes, like, growing up. So likes, dislikes, Good what movie, was it though. like for you like, honestly, on the rewatch? Dude, it's crazy because I I think I either read the book in eighth grade or maybe freshman year of high school, like somewhere. Yeah, I read this book like three times. Yeah, there's a. It's definitely required reading. Although people are trying to change that. That's a whole another topic. But, um, yeah, this rewatch for me was really makes me want to read the book again because I feel like when you first watch it or read it, you see it more from a kid's perspective because you're also a kid. Yeah. So everything is more mysterious and whatnot. But then as an adult, you're like, oh, that the guy they're scared of, he's just mentally handicapped. There's nothing really to be scared of. But that's mm-hmm. because, you know, as an adult, your perspective on life changes. Or, like, you can see, like, the kids, they don't know about racism. That's not something they're, yeah. they really know about. And that's even classism or what fight at school. Yeah, yeah. She has no idea that that's even a thing. But then I remember when you're a kid in general, you start to see cracks in things. Like, life isn't just a perfect, you know, the world's not perfect. We all know this. Yeah. And so I think watching as an adult, it's kind of interesting because you probably take Atticus's angle more. Or, like, his perspective more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, instead of, like, the childhood perspective. So that's kind of an interesting experience I had rewatching it. Yeah, I think on the rewatch, this story is really broken down into two stories of the or two plots of the same story if that makes sense so for instance Mm -hmm. you have the kids kind of intro to everything you know you explore the world you see that these kids are kind of like they're very innocent in their mind and they have this whole thing about boo radley about boo radley being the scary little or the scary guy that's in his house that they're all scared robert duvall by the way oh really oh interesting first role wow Okay. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but No, you're fine. I um, forgot if I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have this thing about Boo Radley and the kids are just really kind of, you know, figuring out what this is. There's a a, a lot of themes of like horror in this, especially with the score of it all and mm-hmm. the the use of shadows. Most of this film is either filmed inside or at night, which is interesting i think that a lot of times too they they couldn't film during the day just because of the way that the actual role 
would have been damaged or just lenses or whatever, yeah. just too, um, too overexposed. So I believe that that's probably why a lot of it is. <clears throat> that could be. Yeah, I could see that. Anyway, so then in the second act, you get into Tom Robinson's... Brock Peters is the actor. ...case, and it's all about rape, and it's all about allegations, and it's all, you know, it's this wrongful mistake. It gets super serious. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, like, takes a huge turn from being, like, this kid movie to... Now it is... A little bit. Yeah, like, now it's a huge... Not a political... Like not, I mean not like almost social politics type of a deal of like, you know, racism, especially how it was back then. Um, but then yeah. in the third act, what was in what Alabama really stuck of all places? Yeah, exactly. But in the third act, what it really stuck out to me is that now both of those stories have merged, and mm-hmm. you start to find out that the prejudice was not only against tom robinson but it was also against boo radley who boo radley was this creeper guy who stayed in his house and at the at the end scout learns that maybe that it wasn't just because he looked creepy or he looked a certain way maybe if you give people a chance he was actually like our watching protector you know and he yeah. saves them from uh the imminent harm that was trying well that's to like you and i were i'm like what? i'm letting you go oh no no no! i was done <laughs> I, are you still going no that was oh, pretty okay <laughs> i was uh, I was just gonna say, I feel like we were talking before this. I was like, I don't know if this movie's actually about racism, really. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that is a theme, a heavy theme, but it's more about Atticus's relationship with his kids and like teaching them kind of how to exist in this world that we're in and how to treat others. And I was just say, at the end, when he thinks his son is the one who kills this guy. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen this, uh, he's like, "Well, my even though it's self defense, my son still needs to go to court, and we need to yeah. try him." And and the other character who did do the killing, he doesn't. Uh, he's like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna send him to court because it's not about what's just right for everyone. It's about what's right for his kids. He wants to hold them to a certain standard, exactly. That's above everybody else, almost. Like he holds his kids to a very high standard, and I think that's the whole point is he's trying to teach them these moral ideas." Yeah, and that's kind of where, I mean, you see it played out throughout the entire movie, right? There is a lot of talk about, even when mm-hmm. Scout gets into a fight and her brother, um, Jim, or Jem, what is his name? Jem, G-E-M, I Jem. believe. J-A-M, or J-E-M, Jam. J-A-M. <laughs> um, e- even when Scout was fighting Alabama. the boy at the at school, Jem is like, you know, you're not supposed to be like that. We have, we're inviting him to dinner now. And they literally invite mm-hmm. this boy that she fought to dinner. Um, yep. And, and it's she just can't kinda... handle it. She's like, what the crap? <laughs> exactly. So it <laughs> Which kinda, I get it. I get this, it. This whole movie, I would say is more about prejudice rather than racism. It is the, you know, I think it was just using racism as the overarching, like this is what was happening at the time, but it does not fail in the fact of no prejudice is everywhere. It's not just with the different color skin or just because you're black or whatever. It's based off of if you look weird, if you act weird, like the boy at the school, or if you kind of are mentally handicapped, like Boo Radley kind of was. Yeah. So it's, I think on that, that's probably where that's something that you don't see 
or you just i mean because when you're in high school you really don't care about stories like this <laughs> like you just you're not interested in it the whole court scene in the second act is intense so good. and it's it's very moving but i think it takes a different eye to see that all of this combined is more about prejudice rather than racism yeah I mean, obviously, that's still a big part of it, and I think you can learn a lot. I think this is a good way to introduce the topic of racism in schools or whatever. Yeah, of course. Like, I I think that's a yeah. good entry point, but there's so many more things that you can pull out of this. And also, I was just reading some fun facts, or maybe not so fun facts. I don't know how to go say that. But uh, <laughs> when Tom Robinson is giving his testifying scenes and he starts crying... Yeah, I guess that wasn't scripted. He was actually like crying. Yeah. Oh and wow. The actor who plays Atticus, Gregory Peck, he had to like look away because he was like, "I'm gonna start crying too," and then the wow. whole thing is gonna get derailed. Yeah. Uh, which is really interesting because like these actors took it seriously, and I know Harper Lee. She even like was like, "Wow, you you look and act just like my dad," which is who Atticus is based off of. So there's all this really cool like stuff that went into this movie, and I think that's why it's so beloved. Is these actors all gave it their all and i mean yeah this is early 60s you know we didn't quite things were different even when this movie was made yeah exactly so i think it's a it's a powerful film and something that everyone should watch i'm trying to look up now who's alive and who's dead (laughs) oh also the actor for tom robinson gave a speech at gregory peck's funeral which is kind of interesting like they all stayed in close uh close contact or close communication yeah. You know, you can tell like this set was probably like a good bonding experience for most of these actors. I think most of them are dead now. Like the majority. Yeah. I mean, except for maybe a few of the younger. Yeah, the the kids are not dead. Yeah, uh what's his name? Brock Peters who played Tom Robinson died in 2005. He was born in 1927. Holy crap. Um Robert Duvall was just in The Pale Blue Eye. That we watched. Yep. So, friend of the podcast, friend second appearance. Po- First appearance in acting, second appearance on the podcast. Exactly. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. this is uh, this is probably a shorter watch. For, I mean, shorter podcast for us, but I mean, nonetheless, the weight of this of this movie still carries. I still think it is relevant for today. I think we mm-hmm. are dealing with a um, same pig in just different clothing, not into the as- aspect of like what we're thinking, but like. There's still the prejudice there in everybody's hearts, right? Because prejudice is just going to be there forever. I genuinely think. Like, there are different ways to be mature and handle your prejudice, but everybody has a prejudice of some sort. But I think this movie is a really I mean, we're in a a fallen state, you know? Say it again? To get theological. To get theological, we're in a fallen world. You know, this is going to be... Yep. Racism is a sin that's always been here. Prejudice is a sin that's always been here, and... We're still going to have to deal with the repercussions of it for a while. So, Yeah, exactly. So on that note, John Megna, who plays... Who does he play? Dill died of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just laughed and you said that. You have to cut all that out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Why would you just pull the AIDS thing out of nowhere? I was just looking up th- like how these people died, and he died of AIDS at 42 last thing is what makes this movie great is it's heavy on kid acting but what makes it good is these kids know how to act that's something that we don't it's see decent. a lot dill is kind of annoying 
But Scout and Jem, yeah. they're really Scout's good actors. Scout's not bad. Yeah, so yeah. I just I miss this. I love time that she has to wait, dress as a ham. <laughs> I know, right? I don't and know it why. It's just so that was so funny to me. And then, okay, also this is kind of something really cool that they did. The opening credits were done in crayon, like kids' crayons. The opening oh, title. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really creative. And then I do have one critique though. Okay. And I, it's something you can't change because it also is what makes the movie good. Is that you have this whole plot that disip- like with the kids, and then it disappears for like thirty minutes, and it's yeah. just the court case. Yeah. So it's almost like two movies, um, which is I'm glad they do that, but also I, it just doesn't quite. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a couple of weird transitions here and there. That's the time period, but. Cool. I well, digress. Guys, that is the first movie. Of our 60s theme. Our next 60s film is going to be a fun one. I'm picking the next one. So we're going to watch. I actually don't know. I haven't decided yet. But get ready, y'all. Vertigo. Get ready for the 60s. I'm just kidding. No, we're not watching Vertigo. I love that movie. It's in 58. Oh, should we have started with the 50s? I know, really. A lot of these movies that we're trying to do are in the 60s. 50s? Or 50s, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, yeah, we're going to do the rest of this month, 60s, and then next month, the 70s, 80s. And I think we're going to go all the way, what, to the 90s and then Mm -hmm. do something different after that. But thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, here on Snap or Spot Snapchat. You can follow us on (laughs) – yeah, we have a Snapchat now, guys. Um, Yeah, the clean You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. If you guys follow and leave a review, that actually helps a lot. Um, I know some of you haven't reviewed yet. Just honestly, give us five five out of five stars. You don't yes, need sir. to comment. You just give us the stars. It helps, pushes us up in the algorithm. And yeah, so if you want to recommend movies to us or give us some ideas for future episodes, just send us a DM or text us. You know who. Uh, Daniel's number is 209. Oh my uh, God, eight. stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll see you guys next week. That's a clean slate. That's a clean slate. It's a clean slate.